The people can see that. This is how we enter into this. Then the Pharisees and the Sadducees came. And that word there, testing, is also translated tempting him. Doesn't the Bible say, don't tempt the Lord your God? And ask that he would show them a sign from heaven to prove that he's God. That's what they want. So what he's done up to now in your life, has that been good enough for you to see that he's King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Amen. All right. So I've had practice in the first service. Okay. I have practice in the first service. So all the first service was good or this one's going to be better. Okay. So don't be offended now. Don't be offended now. Does your life testify about that? That Jesus is Lord of Lords? Or are you acting like a Pharisee and a Sadducee coming to test him? Show me one more sign. Prove it again. You see, last week we spoke about telling people about Jesus. And if you are not concerned about the other people's salvation, it's because you're probably not saved yourself. You see, you can't give what you don't have. If you don't have grace, you've not received his love, you are never going to extend it. If you don't know what it is to be saved, then you're still lost and you don't know what it is to be saved. The Pharisees and the Sadducees are walking around with this. They're walking around with a self-righteousness. They don't even like each other. You know that. The Pharisees are over here and the Sadducees are over here. And they don't like each other. It's like different religions. The Sadducees don't believe that there's a life after death. Does that sound familiar? How many people do you know that say that when we die we just decompose? And the Pharisees said there is life after each other, after life. There is an eternal. And if there's no eternal, why bother? Hello? There is an eternal. You must remember that you are a spirit. Look at your body, please. Just look at your body. Touch yourself. Just, just do. You are not that body. That's the tent you live in. A spirit needs a body. You are a spirit made in the image of God. You reside in a body, which is the temple of God. And you have a soul, will, intellect, and emotions. Animals don't have spirits. They've got a body and they've got a soul, but they don't have a spirit. That's what's different between man and animals. Sure. I didn't plan that. <laughs> the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and they come, they don't like each other, and then they find a common enemy. Jesus. They just want to fight. They want to pick a fight. If they can't fight with each other, they'll fight with somebody else. Now the enemy of my enemy suddenly is my enemy. And they're fighting Jesus. Give us another sign that you're the Messiah. They come and tempt him, testing him. Come, show us that you're the Messiah. 
Listen to what he says. And he answered and said to them, When it's evening, you say it will be a fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. See, we all can do that. We look outside and it's a nice day. The early people, the people that came to the 7.30 service, they're on the beach now. <laughs> There's benefits. If you didn't know, we've got an early service as well. We started today with it. Okay? But thank you for coming. I'm not saying you must come to the early service. I'm just letting you know. And you can tell all your bowling friends. Who's got bowling friends? If you live on the south coast, you can tell all the bowling friends, we've made a plan for them. They can come to the 7.30 in their whites and then go play bowls. You see, we, we do that. We can, we can look at the weather. We can see if it's going to be a bad day, a good day, a nice day, and we dress accordingly. No? I don't know, except like these young adults. It's snowing and they walk around with their T-shirts, shorts and a beanie. I don't get it. <laughs> ah! <so. laughs> yeah. it's, and Jesus is saying, I want you... To look in the spirit, discern the signs of the times. Discern the signs of the times. Don't wait for another sign. It's an evil and demonic people that look like. Now, the Bible is full of signs. Jesus says, yeah, a wicked and adulterous generation seek after signs, and no sign shall be given to them except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And we're going to get there. But one of the signs in the Bible is the rainbow. Now, why did God flood the earth? Genesis 6-2. Go to Genesis 6-2 for us. It says, God's sons saw that men's daughters were beautiful, and they took any that they wanted for themselves as wives. The first reason God destroyed the earth is that men looked at women and said, I like that woman, and did not consult the Lord, and got married to them. <coughs> Just marrying whoever they wanted to. Marrying cross, and I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it is unbiblical. But marrying across nations... Marrying across ethnic groups. They just did whatever they wanted to. They took. That's a my puppy. I'm marrying her. Never consulting the Lord. <coughs> Rodney Howard Brown, when asked, he's got a very beautiful wife. When asked, Rodney, where did you get your wife? He said, on my knees. And you? Where'd you get yours? Did you pray for your wife? Did you ask the Lord for her? Would you just marry whoever you want to? Now, I'm not saying the person that you marry is the wrong person. That's not what I'm saying. Please don't hear that. I had some practice this morning. Eh? I had some practice. Back door. <laughs> what I'm saying is, have you consulted the Lord? You know, for those that are not married yet. You see, God destroyed the earth. First reason. How much more 
If a man marries a man. Hello? And a woman a woman. You see, the argument that they put forth now is that a man and a man can be loyal to one another for the rest of their lives. And a woman and a woman can do the same. They can both keep covenant. Yes, they can, 100%. That's not the objective of marriage. The objective of marriage is to multiply, to bring forth new life, not to just stay loyal. You see, because if it's just about staying loyal, then it's become about sex. Just having sex. That's a gift. That's not the purpose. To define my whole life around my sexuality is selling myself short. Let's go to the next reason, Genesis 6.5. Yahweh, that's the Lord, saw the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of man's heart was continually only evil. Now, if you know people like I know people, this verse is so applicable in our lives. People are continually evil to each other. They're schnying each other. They're robbing each other. They're stealing each other. They're bad-mouthing each other all day long. All day long. Husband and wives, ex-husbands or couples that are separating cannot see the day of light over the next person. They're just fighting and belittling and just breaking them down. Just being evil. Now it needs to talk to us. If I am walking in that, I need to repent. If I'm continually thinking evil about somebody, there's something wrong with me. Because no one is 100% wrong and 100% bad. No one. The imaginations, their thoughts, criminals. This is, I mean, I'm just amazed about the ways criminals can conjure up new ways to get to you. I mean, you can't even answer your phone today. Then it's some guy. I'm just going to confirm I'm speaking to Mr. So-and-so. We are phoning from this and that bank. Goodbye. It's not the bank phoning you. It's some criminal phoning you. Please, if they phone you and they say, we're phoning on behalf of this and this bank, we just want to confirm we're speaking to that person, put the phone down. Okay, it's a criminal. I almost said a flippant criminal. <laughs> the next thing is Genesis 6, 11 to 13. The earth was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw and saw the earth and saw that it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their, their way on the earth. Three reasons why God destroyed the earth. People marrying, people being continuously evil, and corruption. Everything was corrupted. Everything is corrupted. Does that sound familiar? Right? You know that the Bible says that the return of Christ will happen when, like, when the earth is like the days of Noah. Hello? Christ's coming is imminent. 
that you tell your friends last week? That you tell your friends, that you phone your family and say, listen, you need to get saved. The gentleman that I, that I know well, knew well, reasonably well, invited him to church more than once. Please come. Please come. Please come to church. Please come to church. Normal routine last week passes away. 52 years old. Normal routine. Nothing out of the ordinary. I had a school friend of mine, three weeks ago, Friday morning, 45 years old, wakes up, heart attack, do it. Fit as a fiddle. That same day, another lady that I knew, 43, heart attack, dead. Same day. Opportunity is gone. The coming of Jesus is imminent. Are you telling your friends and your family, can they see it in your life? <coughs> On a bit of a serious note. But I want to show you why God destroyed. And when he destroyed the earth with this rain, he put a sign in the sky. In Genesis 9.13, he says, I will put my rainbow No Genesis. Go to Genesis 9.13. I'll put my rainbow in the cloud and it will be a sign of a covenant between me and the earth that I'll never ever destroy the earth again. <coughs> but I want to show you a couple of rainbows that you've seen of late. Just quickly, all the science people, when we have light and we Put it through a prisma. You remember that exercise we did in science class? How many colors do we get? Seven. Seven colors, hey? The rainbow's got seven colors. It defrags into seven different colors. Put us that first rainbow. I want to show you this. Okay, just click on it and then you roll up and you'll see it becomes much bigger. It's on the screen itself. Come a bit right, yes, and just roll it. There we go. How many colors you count? Six. That's the LGBTQ flag. Not seven. Six. You can have your rainbow. It's not mine. It's not the one from the Bible. LGBTQ. Put up the next rainbow. This is one another one that they use. You know that each stripe has got a meaning. And when you see pink and light pink and blue and light blue, it's speaking about pedophilia. And it's speaking, it doesn't call it pedophilia anymore. It's now called minor attraction to younger girls or minor attraction to a little bit older girls. That's the light pink and dark pink. And the blue, the same for boys, minor attraction. That's the flag that they portray. They're putting it out there. Can you see the enemy's deception? Can you see his deception? This takes one. You can go do your research. You will not find one, one flag. You will not find one LGBTQ flag with seven colors in it. It'd rather be six 
or eight or 12 or more. It will never be seven. You see how the enemy comes with deception? It's strange in Isaiah that you put that Isaiah up for us. Let's take that rainbow away. <laughs> well, let's just look at the right rainbow. Can you just give us the right rainbow? Yeah, the right one. Not that one. Is that the right one that I can't see? One, two, three, four, five. Is that the right one? That's the right one. Seven. Okay. The one that they keep on dropping out is the light blue. See how the enemy comes and deceives us. We're taking the rainbow, but they're leaving out. Isaiah 11 says, talks about the sevenfold spirit of God. The spirit of God. Let's see. A shoot will come out of stock of Jesse. Who's that? Jesse is the father of David. He's talking about Jesus will come out from that. He will come from Jesse, come from David, and a branch out of his roots will bear fruit. All right? And the Lord's spirit will rest upon him, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, and the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Sevenfold spirit. You see, seven is the number of the Lord. It's the number of completion and perfection. And the seventh day, God completed his work and rested. It's in Revelations, we find, I want to read it to you. Revelations 2, over 1, verse 20. The mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands and the seven stars and the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches. So seven talks about the end time church. And this angel comes and writes to these different congregations of what's wrong in them. Some have power but no love. Some have allowed Jezebel to come and teach her sexual wrongs in her. You see, the church may accept people. And I want, to, I want you to hear carefully what I'm saying this morning. There is no hatred towards people. God loves people. The church ought to love people but god does not accept everything he does not accept sin and the first commandment listen carefully with the first commandment is love the lord your god with all your heart all your mind all your strength your whole being love the lord your god and besides him you will have no other gods you cannot worship the little Jesus in your head, the one whom you tell what is right and wrong. That is a false image. That is a false God. You see, when people say things like this, well, I won't allow my God to tell me this. It's the little Jesus in their head. 
It is not the king of the universe because how it works is he's God and he tells us. We can't be telling him, well, it's my life, I'll do whatever I want to. But people talk like that, hey? It's my life, I'll do what I want to. Have you heard people speak like that? If you haven't heard them, just look at their lives and they're doing whatever they want to. They are speaking with their life. Telling God, Axel, I'll do whatever I want you to do. They're telling the graven image, the false Jesus in their head, what, how things are going to be. Those are the same voices that would say, no, I mean, let me not say that. Thank you, Lord. I'll stop there. The Bible does not say God is love, love, love. Kit, I want to tell you, in the week, the Lord said to me, we must sing the song that we did last. And I, I never tell them what to sing. I never do. You sing Echias. You're in the spirit. Agnes die. The Lord said, you must do this. The Bible says God is holy, holy, holy. We serve a holy God. You see, if we diminish the holiness of God, how do we diminish? We do that. The church does that. People do that. We're being deceived by our own thoughts and by being preached off pulpits that God is love. God is love. 100%. God is merciful. And if we make God's love small, by, and God's mercy small, by saying He will understand my sin, I'm making His holiness and His righteousness small. Then I'm making the work of the cross small. If you understand, every knee will bow before Him. Amen. Okay? Some... We'll do it with grinding of teeth and screaming. I don't want to. They'll do it. They'll be defiant with their hands in the air from the pits of hell. How dare you, God of the universe, put me here. They will bow their knee and confess that Jesus is Lord. Every single person that says, this is my identity. That's my identity. You see, but my war is not against flesh and blood. My war is against powers and principalities and rulers in the darkness. And God is speaking to this community, this congregation. Skulk came to me. He says, I can't remember the scripture right now. He came to me. I want you to read this. He says, they have been deceived by the God of light or air, the God of air. And Afrikaans, the God of light. Not the God of light, the God of light. See, the spirit in the air, the powers and the principalities and the rulers of the darkness are blinding people, blinding us. So this church is open. And I must shock you now, but this church is open to transvestites and homosexuals and pedophiles 
and rapists and thieves and robbers. They are more than welcome. But your sin is not. Your sin is, Christ accepts everybody, not everything they do. He is a holy God. And the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. We fear the Lord. We have a reverence for Him. He is the King of kings. We are not going to tell Him, this is who I am. Deal with it. <laughs> We're not going to tell Him that. Okay? We're going to say, Lord, this is me. Please deal with me. Sort me out. You the potter, I'm the clay. You the one that makes beauty from chaos. You the one that repairs and move, remove the heart of stone from you're the one that gives me value where I have none. Amen. You're the one that restores my dignity where it's been stolen. Amen. You're the one that restores what the locusts have eaten. And I might have participated. I might have made mistakes, Lord. I might have gone down that avenue of sleeping around. I might have gone down that avenue that putting everything I can possibly up my nose. I'm sorry, sir. You're the one that can restore me. Amen. You see, we mustn't be deceived. I want to show you a video clip of what happens when the church allows. In the name of tolerance. In the name of tolerance starts accepting and what is wrong now you can see there this lady is going to speak it's an lgbtq church and she starts off with i want to invite you to rise in body and spirit or spirit right there something needs to go off in you how do you rise in spirit can you see confusion? All right, play. rise in body or spirit and let us confess our faith today in the words of the sparkle creed i believe in the non-binary god whose pronouns are plural i believe in jesus christ their child who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads and saw everyone as a sibling child of god i believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. I believe in the church of everyday saints as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the ace quilt, whose feet are grounded in mud and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love is love, 
So beloved, let us love. I believe, glorious God, help my unbelief. Amen. You want, you want me to run that past you again? What's happening in your inside right now? Hmm? That is what where deception leads in the name of tolerance. Accepting people just as the way as they are and saying it's okay, you don't have to be transformed into his image from glory to glory. And now suddenly, Jesus has two dads. That's blasphemous. And that's the church, people. Now I want you to get something. If your life is not talking about a holy God, you are just as guilty as them. If we're running after signs and wonders, listen to what Jesus says. An evil generation runs after, seeks a sign, and no sign shall be given to them except the sign of Jonah, the prophet. What is that sign? Jesus is saying, I want you to know I'm going to do the following. He said it twice. He says, I'll break this temple down in three days and I'll build it up. Jonah was in the belly of the whale three days and three nights, and then got spat out. Jesus says, I am going to die. I'm going to be descend into the belly of the earth for three days and three nights, and that is the sign that I am the Messiah. I am the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's the sign. If you believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you believe, listen, the Roman Catholics, I shouldn't have said that, forgive me. There are churches that are saying that Jesus wasn't born of a virgin. There are churches that are saying that Jesus never came in the flesh. It's only your imagination. The cross is a figurative thing. Yet the Bible says every person that says that he did not come in the flesh is the Antichrist. Every church, there are churches around us that are advocating that. That Jesus did not come in the flesh. That he's not born of a virgin. That it's not a holy conception. That he's just a mere prophet. That he, that he was gay. Taking from a 16th century painting of the Last Supper, they portray him as, oh, they make the conduction that he's gay. None of those people even knew him. But that's now suddenly got more weight than the 12 disciples that walked with him. The men that wrote, the seven people that wrote the New Testament. Because the criteria to be, have your book in the New Testament is that you must have known him. You must have seen him. Did Paul see him? Yes, Paul saw him on the road of Damascus. He saw him and he asked him, who are you? He says, I am Jesus whom you persecute. Stop kicking against me. Are our lives persecuting Christ? No, my life's not. Well, every time 
your life speaks that Christ is not real, you're persecuting him. Every time you say, I'm a Christian, and people can't see it in your life, your lifestyle depicts a different story. Now, I'm not talking about stumbling. All of us stumble. None of us will kick a little baby or hit a little baby that's learning to walk and trip and fall. We're not talking about that. We're talking about living in our sin. My habitual sin, which I do every day, over and over and over and over, knowing what I'm doing now is wrong. And guess who you're sinning against? You're sinning against him. The Bible says it's my sin that killed him. So you mustn't be deceived. Am I preaching condemnation? Am I making you feel guilty? No, it's not what I'm preaching. I love you enough to say that there's a cliff and you can't be heading it to it 120 k's an hour. You're going to die. I love you enough to say there is a way out. His name is Jesus. He is the Messiah. You want evidence? He died and he rose again. That's the sign that he gives us. That's the sign that you're looking for. He died and he rose again. He, I mean, you know that he foretold his own death. He foretold how he's going to die. He foretold how long he's going to be dead. He foretold that he's going to stand up. And then he pulls it off. You know, we can't even do a New Year's resolution. <laughs> you know? This year I'm going to get fit. No. You still got time. The years. <laughs> I've got the offering board up at the end there. What we're going to do is we're going to ask the people just to stand at the door so when you go out, you can put in your offering. But what I want to do now is I want you to close your eyes, please. I want you to be honest with yourself. How many of you were fooled by this rainbow thing and thought that's the real rainbow? Just put up your hand. Everywhere you look on TV, you see this rainbow, 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 rainbow. Can you see how easily we can be deceived? How subtle the enemy does. I want you to look into your heart of hearts now. Are you born again? And don't be deceived. It mustn't look like the rainbow. It must be the rainbow. It mustn't look like salvation. It must be salvation. It mustn't, I think I'm a child of God. No, no. That imputed right and righteousness need to lie embedded in your heart. Done by the Holy Spirit. That if you die now, if you had to breathe your very last now, you will be like that criminal in paradise 
this is a serious question this morning. And I want to give you the opportunity this morning to make sure that's not just in a prayer. It's not just saying a prayer. It is saying that prayer, meaning that prayer, and acting on it, walking away from the deception, walking away from the darkness into his marvelous life. It is turning my life around. It is stopping my sin. If I'm staying together, I stop sleeping with that man or woman. If I'm addicted, I stop that addiction. If I drink, I stop that drinking. If I'm a liar, I stop that liar. And I can only do that by the power of God because we've tried to do it on our own, haven't we? And failed over and over and over. But when you are born again, sin no longer rules over you. You rule over sin. You're being restored to your original position in seated in heavenly places. Would you pray after me? Father God, I come to you this morning with my spiritual eyes wide open. I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to deceive myself. I see Jesus that you are the Messiah. That you died and that you rose again and that you are Lord. I believe of my whole being that you paid the price for me. That you are now seated at the Father's right hand. Come and be my Lord. Come and be my Savior. Come and be my Redeemer. I give you the title deed of my life. I give you the keys to my life. I give you the steering wheel of my life. It is yours, sir. I am yours. I receive you in me. In Jesus' name. Thank you for writing my name in your book of life. Imputing your righteousness to me. That from today on, unequivocally, I will be known as a child of God. That my heart is transformed by your Holy Spirit. What comes out of my mouth is befitting of a child of God. What I do with my life and my body is befitting of a child of God. I choose today to walk away from darkness, to walk away from sin. Lord, help me. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you've prayed that, keep your heads bowed, please. 
eyes closed. If you've prayed that or for the first time where you've invited Christ into your life for the first time, if you've experienced a working of the Holy Spirit, if you're convicted this morning, I want you to look at me. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. I'm not going to do anything. I want you to just look at me. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you very much. I see those eyes. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you for the work that you are doing. Thank you, Lord. Father, we don't believe in the sparkle creed. We believe in God our Father, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. That's who we believe in. In Jesus' name. Won't you stand? I want to bless you this morning. Will you be in a receiving posture? Would you just open up your hands? Receive a blessing.